You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. I didn't do much uh, Saturday afternoon and evening. Uh, did anything happen? <laughs> Not a lot. I mean, I had to go rehydrate after I threw up for most of the afternoon. Um, <laughs> well, that does sound eventful. It was eventful. Um Jimmy, first of all, I want to thank everybody for making this the first place you listen to when it comes to Bama Podcast. Also, I want to tell you this episode is brought to you by NetSuite. I'll talk about NetSuite in just a bit. But if you'll allow me just for a second to to just go off here just for a minute, then you can do whatever the hell you want to do. But I went to the game. Um, oh, yeah. Going to Auburn is always a pretty miserable experience because getting out of Auburn is – just it's trying to escape the the clutches of hell i mean they they have a terrible traffic plan um they have these buses that you get on that they have no priority and uh, it was just awful and and the two years ago it was it was bad this we actually had a plan to exit and it was worse um just awful uh going to the game is always a problem because i know I do not talk shit at games. I, it's something I've learned not to do. I don't ever do it. Everybody, every Auburn, every Auburn fan around me bitches about officiating the entire game, no matter what the call is. No matter, no matter how legit, illegit. If it's on them, if it's on us, if it's not on them, not on us, doesn't matter. They complain about officiating the whole game, and it's so irritating, especially when your team has eleven penalties for 129 yards. Um. All that being said, I'm going to tell you something. It felt so good, even though I was sick all game. And I'm going to give Auburn's defense a shit ton of credit, a shit ton. They 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 played their asses off. Now, our offensive line was woeful, and that's something for us to talk about later. But I, I want to applaud Auburn's defense. They, they played their asses off. They played above their heads. There's no doubt about it in my mind. They were into it. That's another thing that about Jordan-Hare. We can bitch and we can talk about – you know, this, that, and other, but they, when they play us in that place, they play tougher. And I'm, I give them that much, but you know what, Jimmy, however many times we've gone there and we've gotten stabbed in the taint with their unicorn horns and hit in the face with uh, a leprechaun's pot of gold or whatever it is that makes them get practically every break you could ever get in a home field advantage, whether you go back to 97 with a fumble, you go back to uh, Curtis Brown with a catch that's not a catch, or you go back uh, pre-replay, you go back to um, 2013 where we missed four field goals, 2019 where we doink a tying field goal or they catch an interception off of Najee Harris's incredibly um, nice backside. Uh, no homo. <laughs> I don't even know if I can say that. That's, there's a song called No Homo, but I mean, that's so I'm not trying to be weird here. Um, so, um, it's good that we are finally the beneficiaries of the leprechaun's touch. We were the beneficiaries. Now, I, I don't mean to say we didn't earn the win. I mean, Bryce Young 
Heisman like guided his team down 97 yards in, in uh, about a minute. Um, but there, I don't. I'm not saying it was all luck. I'm just saying it was nice that we get the breaks uh, towards the end. That we were able to pull victory from the jaws of defeat, and it, it was it was amazing. And there's part of me, as sickening as that game was all game long, and Auburn outplayed us. Um, we just did. We looked discombobulated. We looked out of it. Um, we were a pass hit Brian Robinson in the freaking face mask. Um, we we were dropping everything, and then our best wide receiver is targeting on special teams. I mean, just everything that could go wrong went wrong. Um, but then to to win that way, and to watch the hope leave their souls, actually made it all worth it. Made the sickeningness of it all worth it. I. I appreciate that win as much as any win we've had. And I'm, I know there have been some Auburn fans already say things like, oh, y'all are celebrating like you won the national championship. Nope, I got plenty of national championships. We're, I'm fine there. I got a I got several national championship game appearances that I went to that, that are keeping me warm at night. This win, beating Auburn, the way Auburn usually beats us there, made me feel really, really good. You know, um, during most of the Saban era, you wouldn't know it from this season, but during most of the Saban era, the Saban dynasty era, as we call it here, uh, most weeks we win 40 to seven. We've crushed some, uh, some Auburn teams, Auburn teams better than the one we played last night. We've crushed some uh, and the game wasn't close. I, I don't know what the average score is. It'd be interesting to find out what what's the average score of a game from 2008 through 2021. I would suppose it's an Alabama win roughly 34 to 13. I would guess that's been the average type Alabama win over 15 years. We don't get treated and I use I'm probably using uh, the wrong word, but we don't get treated to a win like that very often. Very few Saban wins have been, you know, you know, know, winning uh, when defeat was certain that, that just hasn't happened much. And in that sense, and since we haven't experienced that often at all, uh, it was fun to throw in that it was Auburn and at the, the voodoo palace, uh, that, that, that made it all the more fun, uh, to, to do it in that way. So, uh, in so many ways, it was a character building win. In so many ways, it was a team building win, uh, but you know, I'm going to read a lot and hear a lot. And I already have last night today and, next day or two as we still dissect this before we really jump into Georgia um, that we played terrible and, and and again I remember you know ranting about this the day after LSU uh, we didn't play terrible the offense was terrible the defense was fantastic the defense yep. is why we won the game it's like told Braves fans all year you know the Braves didn't win didn't make the playoffs because of what happened late in the season after the trade deadline the Braves made the playoffs because when all the shit was going sideways and they had every reason in the world to be terrible, they stayed at 500. And see, Alabama won the game last night because when everything was terrible, which was the first 58 minutes, the defense kept us in it. The defense kept us within one score to where any craziness could happen and we could tie the game. It was because of the defense. The defense won that game. 
the defense kept us in it time and time again with their backs against the wall because the offense was so ineffective that Auburn continually had good field position the entire game. It was Alabama that was almost always backed up and, 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 and then going three and out and punting, uh, I think, two first downs in the first half. I mean, uh, I saw a esteemed writer, Michael Casagrande, uh, tweet uh, at, at halftime that that was the worst half of offensive football in the 12 years he's covered Alabama. Um, you know, and he'd be a little less biased than us because, you know, he's a professional writer and, and didn't grow up an Alabama fan like, like we did. Uh, so I, I take his opinion as, as about as unbiased as you could get from our beat pool uh, for him to say that was big and I'm sure accurate. So offensively, it was disastrous. Defensively, big time. And again, I say that because I've just seen a few people say, how do you, how do you not be ready to play against Auburn? Uh, we were ready to play. There's a difference between not showing up and playing bad <laughs> And what our offense did was show up and play bad. Uh, the defense was spectacular. All sorts of credit should go to Pete Golding and the players that played. Hey, we were shorthanded on defense. No Jalen Armour Davis last night. No Malachi Moore last night. Still played DJ without Dale. a doubt. No DJ Dale either. Still played without a doubt the best defensive performance of the season. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Prize Picks. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid major players you might not have even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns. You can uh, go there, deposit $100. Uh, up to $100 and get it matched if you use promo code locked on. You can deposit whatever you want to, but they will match up to $100. So that's pretty cool. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. They'll use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, or just go to prizepicks.com. Prizepicks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code locked on or go to your App Store. And download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, you said something about Georgia. We'll dive into. I ain't diving into Georgia right now. Probably ain't diving into Georgia tomorrow. I'm I'm staying right here on Auburn because we mic. got so we got so much to talk about. Um, first of all, again, I don't want anybody to think that um, the the defense did play awesome. But I, I do want to give credit to Auburn's defense. They they really did. They they beat our ass. They beat our offensive line's ass for damn sure. Um, and we can say, well, they played bad. We did this. No, they just whipped us. They whipped us. And th- they were more prepared than we were on the offensive line. And that's, you know, if y'all would just want to say, well, that's Alabama underperforming, whatever, Auburn whipped us. So I, I want to get that out there. For any Auburn fan that might be listening that thinks I'm just going to, uh, you know, gloss over that fact i thought auburn's defense played really really well they intercepted bryce young which is something a lot of people don't do um now they got gas towards the end and we were able to take advantage um but we were able to take advantage without our best wide receiver too uh mechie who is going to get lauded with praise and he should because he played really well from mid fourth quarter on he didn't play really very well at all before that he had a 
a drop or two. Um, he didn't seem to be fighting for the ball like I thought he would. Uh, you know, it, but nobody was. So, I mean, I, it's so funny. I, Jimmy, it's almost like I'm scared to watch the replay of this game. When I got home from the game, I finally got home about 1130 last night in Dalek City. And um, my wife and I said, okay, we're going to shut. I'm, I'm going to fast forward past all the bullshit. I had to, I had to fast forward to uh, about two minutes to go in the game. So, I mean, I'm sitting there just waiting on this to go. And um, my wife almost fell asleep, so she went to bed. I stayed up and watched that, and I was as nervous as when it was actually happening because it just doesn't happen that way. I mean, the whole game I was telling my wife, let's get out of here. You know, I, I'm not one of those that's going to stick around during a shitty movie. I'm not going to be like, I paid for this movie. No, I'm not going to torture myself. I thought we were going to lose. And if we weren't sitting with my in-laws who had our ride, I would have left. I was like, I'll take the Uber back to LA City. I don't care. I can't watch this. This is awful. But luckily, luckily, I was forced to stay. Now, if any Alabama fan wants to tweet at me and thank me, they can. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, about the beginning of the fourth quarter, um, I'd gone down to pee. Uh, I was way up in the in the rafters, and I come down to pee, and we did something good. I think we had an interception. So I said, okay, something good happened while I'm down here, so I'm going to stay down here. And then when something bad would happen in the portal I was watching from, I'd switch to another portal. Um, so I stayed. I did not go back to my seat after the first and the fourth quarter. And I just stayed and, um, you know, tried to watch it right there. And there were sometimes I didn't even go in the portal to watch it. I would watch it on the two-second delayed TV and allow the fans to let me know if the play was actually good or not. If there was a loud cheer, I didn't watch it. If there, were, if there was a muted cheer, I watched it because I knew that was from the Alabama section. And then I did watch the final drive, and it was – I mean, look, it's not a great Heisman year. I don't mind saying that. It's not a great year for Heisman candidates. But Bryce Young should win the Heisman now. I mean, because we know it's not a defensive award, and so Will Anderson won't get it. Bryce Young should win it. Um <sighs> But, boy, I tell you, I mean, with so many things we can talk about. I mean, is there an Alabama fan alive that didn't think Will Reichert was going to miss at least the field goal, if not the extra point, on the tying touchdown? I was very, very, very nervous about the snap, hold, and kick situation late in the game. No no doubt. And uh, while Reichert has been fantastic, we haven't asked Will to make too many kicks, extra points or otherwise, under pressure of – Hey, we lose if this doesn't go in, you know, and, uh, and he was fantastic ice water in his veins, uh, just like Bryce on the final drive. Agree with you about Bryce. He should win the Heisman trophy. I can't believe I'm saying it out loud after the conclusion of the regular season, but, uh, he really should, uh, in part as you, I'm not going to say it's a bad year because, you know, there's so many good players. There, there, there's a lot of good players. Uh, but the Heisman should really be about greatness. And I'm not sure that this was a year where multiple players were Heisman worthy. Some years, I think the Heisman Trophy winner has won it over two or three other guys who were all deserving, but only one guy can win it. This year, it's more like, okay, who's left standing? And, and, the, and the answer is Bryce Young. Um, now, C.J. Stroud was partly let down by his team and the weather and understand he, he wasn't uh, feeling well, um, you know, during the Michigan game. And those things may have conspired against him. He'll get another shot next year. But I, I think, I think, Luke, it comes down to this myself. It's, it's Bryce versus Georgia. Alabama doesn't have to win. But if Alabama loses 
and Bryce plays well, he will win the Heisman Trophy. If Alabama wins and Bryce plays bad, Bryce is still going to win the Heisman. Uh, I think an Alabama win cinches it for Bryce. I think even an Alabama loss, he wins it unless Alabama loses in a 35 nothing and Bryce is 8 of 30 for, for 94 yards and three picks, and then he won't win it. Uh, he won't win it at all. C.J. Stroud will win it by default. That, that's why I, I think I agree, why. With, I agree with all that, and I'll tell you something. I'm not taking 35 nothing Alabama loss off the table. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> I'm not taking that off the table. I, I, I mean, I'm not either. The line's already come out, Georgia minus six, and I'm telling you, I love Georgia right now. And But you know what, Jimmy? I, I, as a guy who grew up in Ellick City, uh, a nine iron from Auburn, you know what? Again, I've got enough championship appearances to keep me warm at night. Winning this game like that, the rest the rest of the season to me is gravy. I'm I'm I want to win the national championship. Don't get me wrong. I'm not resting on my laurels, but I'm not going to call this season a failure if we don't if we go to the SEC championship game and lose. This Georgia team is the, the probably the best Georgia team since 1980. So if we lose two of them with uh, an offensive line that's not good. And, um, you know, a, a plethora of injuries at running back and we can't run the ball anyway, okay. I mean, we'll get them next year. That's the way I'll look at this. So I'm going into this thinking we're playing with house money. But having said all that, I want to go back to this Auburn game some more. And and really, guys, you know this podcast. I, I'm not putting an outline together. I might sometimes, but I'm not this time. I'm just talking off the top of my head. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about – the lack of a running game. I know Brian Robinson had one nice run, but again, this is where I thought the Auburn voodoo was going. There were several times I thought the Auburn voodoo was going to kick in when Brian Robinson finally has a long run. Looks good. You know, I I think a speedier back scores on that run, but that's okay. But Brian, Brian is what he is. And then he gets hurt and doesn't come back in the game. Another time I thought voodoo was going to kick in when a freshman tight end that never catches a ball for Auburn, stabbed a one-handed catch without ever touching his other hand diving for the ball <laughs> for a touchdown in overtime that that was like how the hell are we going to win this i don't get it um but i've watched the replay of bryce's throw to mechie for the winning two-point conversion several times i have no idea how that ball wouldn't bat it at the line of scrimmage it was dangerous I mean that was a and Slade Bolden was wide open, Jimmy. Jimmy Slade Bolden was wide open, but uh, I, I'm glad. I, I'm just. I haven't even looked up. at anywhere else. Well, because while while that does happen on other plays, uh, this is the way I look at quarterbacking, and maybe the quarterback company I work for will tell me I'm wrong to say this or that I'm just wrong. But the way I look at it is, you know, plays are designed, and usually you have a first read. I mean that that's you know in a pass route, you normally have a first read. If if your first read uh, catches the ball. If you're like, okay, this is my first read, and I'm throwing it to him, and he catches the ball, and and, and the play works. I never even. It, it doesn't bother me. That, why look off your first read if you feel you can get him the ball? Um, so, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, um, but but I, what I understand about that play, I don't know for 100 percent this is true. But what's really amazing is there's a play call, right? And you know, so so Bryce calls the play, but he tells Mechie to do something different. So Bryce goes off script, just Bryce, not the coaches, not Bill O'Brien, not Nick Saban, but it's like the play call is Philadelphia 
and and everybody's running Philadelphia, and as Mechie is about to go outside, Bryce either tells him or head signals to him to do, hey, we're doing Philadelphia, but you're doing Detroit, you know, or what? And so it was an audible Bob Bryce to Mech before the play started about, hey, we're running this play by wanting to do something a little different, and and they were on the same page, and and it worked. I would say perfectly well. You're right; it was dangerous. I mean. <laughs> McCreary gets his hand on that ball. Not only is it batted down, I mean, I guess it wouldn't have mattered that it was picked and run back 100 yards. It wouldn't really matter. But I'm talking about at the last scrimmage. McCreary was yeah. toast. McCreary yeah. was burnt. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying the nature of that play is dangerous. It can easily get I, I agree. Yep. I agree. Yep. And I'll take it 100 times out of 100. But as an Alabama fan who's absolutely jaded by – um, routine plays that don't go Alabama's way at Jordan-Hare Stadium. I watch that play, and my heart jumps into my throat every single time. Every single time. So, Jimmy, let me let me go ahead and do these other two live reads really quickly. Um, I want to talk about Built Bar. Built.com is where you want to go to get these delicious, nutritious Built Bars. They're awesome. Go have one. I had one for breakfast today. I'm not kidding, y'all. Um, I was hungry. I stayed up till 2 in the morning. Uh, watching some of this replay and watching college football final and all this and just seeing what people saying and, and reading Auburn message boards because that was fun. But um, meanwhile, uh, I had a built bar for breakfast. It was absolutely delicious and nutritious. It's covered in chocolate. It tastes awesome. Go to built.com. Use promo code locked on. You'll get a discount. Go check out built.com. These things are good for a keto or a keto diet. You will absolutely love them. I guarantee that's what's going to happen if you will go do that at built.com delicious nutritious built bars go there asap all right let me tell you about net suite this is it the putt to win the tournament if you sink it the championship is yours but on your backswing i don't know that there's a backswing in putting but whatever your hat falls over your eyes is this how you're running your business poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture you need to upgrade to netsuite by oracle netsuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for your growing business. netsuite.com slash NCAA. Jimmy, let's talk about some unsung heroes for this game. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna name a few and then you pick out and rant, okay? Byron Young, uh very good Kool-Aid Kool-Aid McKinstry, LeBron Ray, uh Daniel freaking Wright. Best game of his career. <clears throat> um Dallas Turner. And I'll tell you something. I know that Auburn fans disagree with me. That wasn't a, that wasn't roughing the passer. Just wasn't. It just wasn't yeah. late. It wasn't roughing the passer. That's a football hit. But whatever. Um, you know, again, just sometimes you get a bad call. Alabama got a bad call. I, I, I'll live with it because it happens. Auburn got a bad call on the targeting with uh, T.D. Moultrie in the Mississippi State game. Shit happens. So, um, but I thought Dallas Turner played really, really well. Um, boy, who else? I, Josh Job got burnt by Demetrius Robertson early, but then his interception helped make up for it. Um, and uh, Brooks, man, M- my boy Brooks. Come on. I mean, come on, stepping up like that. Way to go, big dog. 
yeah, I don't want to bitch today at all because I'm, I just want to bask in the glow of the wind. But I just I don't understand why Ja'Cory Brooks wasn't our third receiver going back to October. I get that it might take a few games to get his feet wet or a few game week practices, but we really could have used a third receiver all year long. And, uh, you know, may, may, maybe the light came on for him late, and that's how they would explain it. But I'm like, geez, when you tell me this dude wasn't good in October. But but regardless of that, uh, I, I want to give Ja'Cory a lot of credit because we, we have – I won't name names, but we have at least one wide receiver who, who throws Twitter tantrums because he doesn't get to play in the games. And Ja'Cory Brooks was recruited – harder and ranked higher than that guy. And Ja'Cory wasn't playing at wide receiver either. And know what he did? He didn't tweet. He worked his butt off. He kept working. He found a role in special teams. He found a way to contribute. And he found a way to be standing next to the coach when we had an injury and an, an, eje- I mean, an ejection and we needed somebody. He was the one standing next to the coach because he was a guy they had learned they could depend on. And that's what the lesson there is for the very highly rated five-star Ja'Cory Brooks. He didn't pout. He kept working, and now he's a freaking hero. Yeah, he's <laughs> he is a hero. And, boy, what a great time to step up just before this Georgia game. I mean, I, I don't know that he can have that same success against Georgia. Georgia's defense is better than Auburn's. I'm not insulting Auburn. They're the best defense in the country. Um, but it, it's good to have him. And then now we've got him. And thank God we have uh, J-Mo coming back for uh, for the game against Georgia. Um, and I know some Alabama fans are going to go nuts about why is he even on the special teams? But he's been there all year. He's the fastest player on the team, and he covers punts. He he, yeah, it's it's targeting. I hate the rule. Um, I I didn't think. I hate that he has to get kicked out for that. I didn't think he was all that egregious. I think it goes against the spirit of the rule, but whatever. I mean, again, shit happens, so you deal with it. Um, but, boy, Byron Young, best game of his career. I don't think there's any doubt about yeah. that, right? I mean, he, he made a huge yeah. play on – and Jordan Battle. Also, Jordan Battle pushing Tank Bigsby out of bounds, like not allow – I don't know that Bigsby was even trying to get down. It didn't look like he was. I think he was just trying to get his extra yards which, again, can't blame him for that. Um, but Jordan Battle forcing him out of bounds. Monster. Was it Bigsby Monster. or Hunter? At the time, I thought – It was Bigsby. Did, it was did, Bigsby. Did ba- it was Bigsby. Battle never ran down Hunter. It was Bigsby, right? No, no, no. He did run down Hunter on the play yeah. where um, – but it, that play got called back anyway on, on the pass it get, where it was a right. hold. It did get called back because of a hold. But uh, I do want to say I, I remember exclaiming, I, I, rem- I remember things I say during the game better than sometimes I remember plays. And I do remember saying, I have said forever that Jordan Battle is a slow SEC safety. And that dude just walked down Jarquez Hunter, who I know is fast. And I yes. thought it was like, I thought it was like, I, I remember saying, I am never going to say Jordan Battle is slow again. Never. He proved it right yeah. there. That dude can run. Now, it might have been out of fear, fear of Nick or hey, I screwed this up, I better go catch this guy. And there was a little bit of a George Teague thing there where he found some gear that he never found again in his whole life that, hey, this is as fast as he's ever going to run. But Battle ran down Jarquez Hunter when I've been saying all year, hey, all you guys projecting Battle to go high in the draft, I'm not sure he can run. Well, yeah, he can run. I was wrong. Yeah. And again, um, 
he had, he had a nice unheralded game. I mean, most of the guys that had the good games outside of Branch Brooks was and, a very good. Team. You know, Branch had to play for Malachi. We don't know what the uh, issue is. We don't know what the issue is as as we record this. Malachi Moore did not play. Jalen Armour Davis did not play. So yeah. Kool Aid played for Jalen Armour Davis and was just a plus fantastic in the third start as a true freshman. He was really a hero of the game to me with a great sack and the, and defended the two point play that ultimately won the game for Alabama because you have to stop Auburn. It's not just that it's not just that you have to score; you have to stop them from scoring. And Kool Aid yeah, did and that. Jimmy, Jimmy, how about Burnham coming in for Paul Tyson? And look, I love Paul yeah. Tyson. I mean, I, I think he's a great kid, but I think it was time to make a make a move there uh, at Holder and and um, frankly. It may be a double whammy here. He because of that, he may have lost the the holder position and the backup quarterback position because it's hard to, you know, that was a stressful moment, and you got to be able to trust somebody in a stressful moment like that. And if you can't trust him to hold the the football on a kick, how are you going to trust him to be the second team quarterback? Maybe I'm reading way too much into that, but maybe I'm not. Um, but Burnup comes in as the backup holder and uh, does a magnificent job, and you know. It, it seems so stupid. We never talk about, man, that guy's just a badass holder. But uh, all we need to tell you what? now is, yeah, we needed we needed a badass holder, and we got us one. Um, kudos to the to the guys that came in uh, that played offensive line for the guys that weren't playing very well. I won't name a lot of names. You know who they are. I will say this: our center position still an issue. These snaps are getting lower and lower and lower. And Bryce is short. How are you too low for Bryce Young? Um, but we are, and that's something we've got to get corrected because Bryce is going to need every precious millisecond against Georgia. But again, we'll talk about Georgia as, as the week goes on. Jimmy, I, I don't know what to say other than, um, no, this isn't my favorite game of all time. This is not. Uh, but this game to me goes down in the same way LSU uh, 1998 goes down, where we're in Baton Rouge, we're stinking it up most of the game, we can't do shit. All of a sudden, we score a touchdown. We're like, okay, I guess we'll hang around. We get an onside kick that was just absolutely perfect. And then we score another touchdown and get the two-point conversion, and and we end up winning a game we had no business winning. That's the same thing that happened here. Quincy, we had Jackson, no business. Quincy Jackson game. Yep, two, Quincy two Jackson touchdowns all Quincy catches. Jackson. And Andrew yeah. Zow gave the most memorable uh, post-game interview ever with um, – I can't remember the CBS guy's name. He was pretty famous, but – he was talking, said, Andrew Zell, you had a great game. And Andrew Zell goes, what's up, Lake Butler? What's up? What's up, everybody? And the guy goes, work with me, son. <laughs> I'll, ne- I'll never forget that. But um, anyway, um, I- I'm going to post a video to that if I can find it uh, when I shoot this out via Twitter. But this game will go down as um, an incredible moment that sucked for 59 minutes. I mean, there there was five minutes of euphoria and 59 minutes of suckiness. But that's okay because you you get a win. And, again, I'm not celebrating like we won the national championship, but I'm telling you, Nick Saban's only beat – I mean, we beat Auburn 42-14 to and 11, uh, and they didn't score an offensive touchdown. We beat them by 16 when Derrick Henry scored a late TD in 15. But we rarely kick Auburn's ass in Jordan-Hare. I guess we did in 99 in a way. Um, and so just get out of there with a win. They, they play their ass off in Jordan here against us. They might not against Mississippi state every time, but they do against us. 
they, it means a lot to them. And their crowd was into it. It was I'm going to tell you something right now. It wasn't as loud as A&M. I went to both games. It wasn't. It wasn't close. A&M was a lot louder. But the atmosphere was cool. And I'm going to say one other thing. I didn't think you were allowed to show the kicker or do anything distracting on a jumbotron towards the kicker while the kicker is about to kick something. And they, the jumbotron had the video of Will Reichert getting ready to kick while he was on the field getting ready to kick, like he looks up and he sees his face. I can't think of something more distracting than that unless he just had unless they had nude photos of his dad that he puts up there. I mean, it just I mean, it just seems like that's blatantly unfair to do something that distracting. And again, you know, that's not an officiating thing. That's a come on, guys, you can't do that. I mean, it it would be like uh, playing incredibly loud music versus no using different. the crowd more. It's no different than there is a rule that you can't use artificial stadium noise while a ball is being snapped uh, uh, or, or while the other team is calling an audible. Uh, you can't do that. Uh, so I, I, I'm, it's easy for me to imagine that there is a rule in place that says you can't use the jumbo tron to distract players uh, while the play is, is happening. And frankly, if there's not a rule, because of that, there needs to be one. And if there is a rule, Auburn needs to be called out on it and punished because that's much bigger than a player who, who breaks the rules on the field. That's even bigger to me than, uh, than, than a booster who, who slips 100 bucks to a player. This is, the no, school, this is the school purposefully breaking rules in order to try and win the game. That's outrageous if true. And I need to stop hearing about fines because all these schools shit money they shit money they don't care uh they were gonna rush the field last night and 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 happily pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars if they did that and uh if 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 auburn's school officials blatantly broke the rules in order to try to win the game and gain a an advantage the SEC office needs to point that out to everyone publicly and punish Auburn. My, my punishments would be way more draconian, but I would do that to everybody. You know what I would say? I would say, all right, uh, for the first conference game next year, you can't utilize your Jumbotron. Can't use it. Can't use it except for public emergency. Uh, can't use it. It's going to be dark the whole time. You can have a school board. Welcome to 1983. You can have a school board, and that's it for one game. That's what you I do. I mean, hey. it's like. You can only use that scoreboard at the other end of Jordan-Hare Stadium that looks like you got it from uh, the Lochapoca High School old stadium yard sale. All right. The the punishment should be more like that and not these monetary fines. To to me, it's like, Aaron Rodgers, you shouldn't act like that. We're fining you $5,000 something that's probably literally in change on the floor of his Lamborghini. Right. No doubt about it. Um, <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, I'm going to go and, you know, uh, just clean up. You know, one thing my brother and I were talking about, uh, if you ever watched any of the Deadpool movies, um, we were laughing about Will Reichert because they kept showing, you know, Will Reichert before his kicks and, and I was thinking, I bet you Will Reichert was like, boy, I wish our uniform pants were brown. 
<laughs> because I bet you he was crapping his pants and he didn't want anybody to notice. Um, and they have a line like that in Deadpool. But anyway, uh, buddy, that's going to do it for this one. Roll freaking tide. Any win over Auburn, as far as I'm concerned, is a sweet win. And um, so I'm happy about it. Everybody enjoy this. Don't worry about whatever's going to happen with Georgia. Whatever's going to happen has happened. And so that's fine. But um, enjoy this win. We finally got the bounce in Jordan Hare. And so let's let's revel in it and let's go from there. And uh, the way that they showed Bo Nix at the end of that game, by the way, is it me or is he the spitting image of Vanilla Ice? I guess it's the. I guess it's. I guess it's the hair. I thought he got way yeah. too much. Uh, way too much uh, attention last night. The way I was looking at it. I mean, it was T.J. Finley's game. I mean, the more the more yeah. T.J. Finley merits attention that uh, that Bo Nix didn't. I mean, and I know that it's a quarterback-driven sport. I get it, but uh, I mean, where was the uh, coverage of uh, Malachi Moore? He was hurt and couldn't play. Why wasn't there a camera on him? Where was uh, yeah, I know. Dylan Armour Davis? You know, he was hurt and couldn't play. Why wasn't there a camera on him the whole game? Why didn't they interview him now, before and, the game? So, And let me say this. You, you make a good point about T.J. Finley. Um, he played his ass off. I mean, he's not a super quarterback, but he played really, really well. And he was hurt. And um, props to him uh, for, for going through that against, an, with a, against a defense that's really good. By the way, I, I, th- I should throw this out there for anybody, any Auburn fans who wants to throw out about the refs. Alabama had 129 yards in penalties. Auburn had 159 yards total. Something screwed up with that. And that doesn't even include the penalties that were declined. (laughs) So, anyway, uh, buddy, we'll talk more later. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.